In the fall of 2020, I received a bundle of transcripts with a note asking me to speak for the dead when they themselves cannot. I do not know what these stories contain, but I am asking you not to fear. Though the dead may speak through us, they can do us no harm. These are the Graveyard Chronicles. Transcript 2 I am not here. You walk back and forth on the polished floor. Seem distracted as you examine your nails with a vacant look in your eyes. You bite your lower lip while you say, What? Yes, he's with the stress council right now. The voices around you mix with the voice at the other end of the line. You are distancing yourself from your surroundings. You don't hear anything. A group of girls walk right by you, but you don't mind. Your voice is hollow when you say, they call the police. I don't know why. He's not harming anyone. He just sits there and builds model airplanes. He wouldn't hurt a fly. You refuse to modify your words just because you are surrounded by people. Others would do that, but you don't. You speak freely and honestly as if you were in a hermetically closed room where only the voice on the other end of the line could hear you. But you are here, not far from me, and your heels click as you stroll across the floor. It's just, I... I think I need some time away. From home. Just for a while. Daniel and Maria are coming to dinner tonight, and I just need... Some space, just for a bit, to get away from it all. You keep talking, but I am distracted by my own matters for the next few minutes. Once I turn my gaze to you once more, you have hung up the phone and are heading towards the door. It is a cold day in October, and the icy wind pierces through all living flesh. Your black coat flies around you uncontrollably while you walk purposely towards your car. I am keeping my distance. I don't know why. I could walk right next to you, cling to the edge of your skirt or lock my fingers around your angles. You still wouldn't notice me. The car's tired motor is forced into action you rub your palms together while your breath creates patterns in the air in front of you. You throw a stolen glance towards the glove compartment. No. You murmur and turn on the radio. The heat has not yet circulated around the car properly. You put off driving until it has. You always do. But perhaps... It's not just about that. You don't want to go home. I can see that. The minutes pass 
and you throw another glance towards the glove compartment. Shake your head. Look out of the windscreen. Then in the rear view mirror. Put a hand in my pocket. Grab a small creased package and put a piece of gum on my tongue. You grit your teeth. Fuck this. You open the glove compartment and retrieve a packet of cigarettes. Blue Kings. Why do you smoke Blue Kings? While you take out a cigarette, I think to myself that you have not always smoked that brand. Once you smoked Marlboro, Red Marlboro. But then you met your husband. You were both stuck at Ealing Broadway Station. The train was late. He sat down next to you on the bench. It was freezing cold, just like it is today. You started talking because a homeless guy played on his violin for you. He thought you looked like such a sweet young couple. You laughed at that because you didn't even know each other. Then you agreed that maybe you should get to know each other. He offered you a cigarette, the one she was smoking right now, here, in your car. And since that day, you've only smoked Blue Kings. You cough a bit. Maybe it's been a while since you last smoked. You're probably trying to quit. Everybody is. It doesn't make you special. Finally, you drive out of the parking lot. The radio is on. It provides a comforting, buzzing background noise to your sensible, boring driving. You stop somewhere on Englesfield Green. It's dark now. The colours of the traffic lights melt together with the rain-stained windows and it all merges into an abstract painting of blood, skin and oil paint. It is like you, beautiful in all its hideousness. There is no lift in your building. You walk up the stairs to the third floor and I drag my worn boots after you. I'm dragging all sorts of dirt into the hallway, things that have stuck to the cracks under the soles of my feet, but you don't notice that. It's not your responsibility. I'm not your responsibility. I'm home, honey, you shout as you walk through the door. Your voice trembles just a little bit. The apartment is warm. It is the same warmth which emanates from you like fog, enveloping everything. Whether it embraces them or suffocates them, that's for the individual to decide. Your husband is in the kitchen, cooking dinner. He's chopping garlic as you walk over and kiss him on the cheek. Like the masculine but soft-hearted hero of an old Hollywood movie, he stands there and asks you how your day has been. Fine, just fine, you say breathlessly. 
I furrow my brows and stare at you intensely. Why aren't you saying anything? Why aren't you telling him about the phone call? That's nice. And the students behaved? You nod. Tells him stupid anecdote about a girl named Charlotte. I keep staring at you. Why won't you say anything? But you keep talking without saying anything at all. Your husband smiles at you sweetly and offers you a glass of wine. When he opens the cupboard to take out the glasses, I grab a coffee cup and throw it on the floor. You look up, but don't say anything. Your husband pours you a glass of wine. I'll just go check on it, you say. You put the glass down on the kitchen counter and walk out of the room. I can smell your perfume as you pass me, heavy and sweet. I stay in the kitchen and watch your husband. He whistles and stirs the contents on a pot on the stove. He pushes me aside and looks through the door frame. He's checking to see if you're still in the hallway. Then he grabs his phone and writes a message. I watch over his shoulder. He's texting another woman, Anya. When he turns back to the dish on the stove, I tear the phone out of his hands. He furrows his brows and bends towards the floor to retrieve it. I spit into his wine glass. You're back now. Your eyes are red. You walk over and embrace your husband, but he doesn't look at you. He just laughs and says, Miss me, have you? Your living room is so modern. Your living room. His living room. I'm pretty sure your name's the one on the contract. The silence is broken by a scream. I look back into the kitchen, but you are still standing there, passive. Your husband is stirring in the pot, whilst you hold on to him with whitened knuckles. I follow the sound of the scream into a small room at the end of the hall. Light blue walls and plastic stars in the ceiling. In the middle of the room, there is a crib. The screams get louder and louder. I look down at my dirty boots and the marks they are leaving on the carpet. Then I step on something. Something crunchy. I remove my foot and pick up the object. It's a tooth, a small tooth, underdeveloped and bloody. At the edge of the crib, I find a small fingernail. I look down on the screaming thing. Big, dark eyes, soft blue hands. The child looks at me, looks through me, looks inside me. So small and pale, the mouth opens and closes. Sounds only escape its lungs every second time. 
I put a hand on the thick, stiff hair. The silence returns, unnerving, all-consuming. The child looks at me. Its mouth is open, but it is quiet now. The dark eyes have not yet blinked. You are not a child, I say. I hear noises from the kitchen. You are talking to your husband, but I'm not listening. Someone turns on the TV. My feet are sinking into the carpet. I can see the walls getting closer. You are not a child, I repeat in a hollow whisper. The darkness is complete now. I pick up the little child while the room trembles on all sides of us. I walk out with a bundle wrapped neatly in my arms, past you and your husband. You are sitting on the couch, watching the news, silently eating the hot stew. A small hand emerges from the bundle and scratches my face. I walk out of your front door, out of your building, and into the night. The Graveyard Chronicles is a podcast written and directed by Lizzie van Trambe. Subscribe to The Graveyard Chronicles wherever you get your podcasts and leave a review. Thank you for listening.